This is KP. And this is Kai. And, and this, this is You Had Me at Fraud. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speaker, commenter, expert, or host. They do not explicitly or necessarily reflect nor represent the podcast's policies or views held by this podcast. The podcast or its channels cannot be held accountable for all or any views expressed during this podcast. And as always, listeners, discretion is advised. everybody hey we're back sorry that we missed last week it was a lot going on yes it was but we made it yep hey y'all some vacations and you had me a fraud somebody had a vacation yes i did not you cannot work all the time and not have any time to yourself. Right? I have no time to myself. I have children. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to get into our... <laughs> we are going to get into our case for today. And who is it on, sis? Tracy Dickey. <laughs> our case today is on Tracy Dickey. I just said and I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Dickey was born June 29th, 1963. She was a cancer. She was a cancer. I y'all. have an ex that was born on that day. Not that year, but that day. He was fun. I love him for somebody else. But I digress. Continue, <laughs> sister. <laughs> she was born in Braddock, Pittsburgh. She was said. She said her father <laughs> Her father worked full time and her mother was a stay at home mom and she was said to have a very biblical family. She was raised in a Baptist church and to an a lower middle class family. Yeah, I would say lower middle class because they said they said she wasn't yeah, lower little lower middle class. Yes. And it says she loved church. And at 12, she said when she stepped into a church, that's where she found the most peace. And she was described as a fun, strong-willed, charismatic girl who loved to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But in ninth grade, what happened? in ninth grade, Tracy's world came crashing down oh, yeah. when her mother died from esophageal cancer and it was said that she was never the same after that yeah that's one thing i mean i'm gonna interject i don't know how people feel about this but i don't know how i feel about it especially if it's a child that went through something tragic like that well nowadays like therapy is most definitely needed that is a whole entire person that they came from that took care of them like it like therapy's needed 
never know what's going to happen in, when they get older. Not saying that this is the reason why she did what she did. I just think she was greedy, but still. Let's continue. On. Let's continue. <laughs> so, of course, they said she was never the same after that, which is understandable. And at 18, she actually went on to attend Bridgeport College, where there she met a star athlete by the name of Chris Dickey. And that's where <laughs> she got her last name from. That was her man. That was her husband, y'all. Well, soon to be husband, because at 25, she got married and had... No. What? She got married. Yeah. They had a daughter. And at 25, she had a daughter mm-hmm. named Christina. Three years later, though, her and Chris split up and divorced. And he wasn't even there. Y'all know how I feel. But he wasn't even there. He yeah. didn't help her with nothing. Didn't pay no child support. She was um, living from house to house. Yeah. Family members, friends, the YMCA shelter. Yeah, she was car. even living in her car, yeah. Yeah. And she was still going to church. Yeah. Right from her car. Would wake up in her car and go with to her church. daughter and go to church. Man. Yeah. And this man didn't even care. Mm-mm. Yeah. So around this time, Tracy was said to, ha- you know, people saw a change in her behavior. The once, uh, you know, nice, charismatic Tracy became very aggressive. And she was said to, you know, be pushy because they didn't know this, but her motive was to take over the church. Yeah, they said that um, she wanted to inspire, like, the women, like, women in church and everything like that, but, um, yeah, she saw that she couldn't get that upper hand and do what she wanted to in that church, and mm-hmm. it's crazy, because she wasn't even, she wasn't a, a pastor, a reverend, a, a deacon, she she wasn't none of that. She was just in the choir. Right. But she wanted but, to have that up that upper hand. Yes. And she saw she wasn't getting that, so she left. Yeah. And I want to add in, before that, she was said to be a nurse intern. And then she ended up being a nurse. Then she ended up being the on the highest level of Sunday school. So she had a, you know, when she went into something, she excelled at it. It seemed like. My thing is, if you was a nurse. Right. She should have been making enough money to support. It's not even about making the money. Like, where would you have the time to be doing all this, building your own church and stuff? Like, obviously she had to leave, you know, the nursing field to, you know, build her church. That's how dedicated she was. She built her fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's how dedicated she was. She was even said to have made a hotline where people would call in and she would pray for them. That's how she started. That's how she started after she left that church. Yeah, I have friends that have like their own like call-in lines and stuff like that. But like to go and just I don't know, she's just it's just it's just twisted to me. It's just, we'll get to it. Yeah, I don't like the oh she was. That you used it for the wrong reasons, lady. Right, right. <laughs> so, at this time, mm-hmm. 
two girls, one named Tamika and one named Amanda. Um, you know, they was having a hard time. They lost their mom. Yeah, they lost their mom. They needed to... They felt like they wanted to get closer to God. So they ran into Tracy. And Tracy pretty much, you know, they first called her and asked for her to, to pray for them. Well, yeah. Tracy became a motherly figure in their lives. And w- one of the girls even said that she looked like their mom. Yeah, even said that she even looked like their mom. So it reminded her so much of their mother. And we'll go back to that later because something happens in court where this is brought back up. So, um, it was I, said that her victims, sorry, did you want to I'm just, just sitting here, th- no, I'll get to it too late, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, master manipulator, like, master, like, of, yeah, we see that in a lot brainwashing of the cases people. we, we cover too. But this was just sick, like, this was like brainwashing to the max. Remember D'Angelo's though? <laughs> Who's D'Angelo? <laughs> Hold up, because you know I'm tired. Remember D'Angelo's, the one that brainwashed that lady where she sold her whole house and car and was paying him rent money. Yeah, but this was like a whole group of girls and it was always together. True, but these group of girls were always young, always vulnerable. I mean, yep, and always had either a trouble or a mental, you know, past. So they were she would prey on their vulnerability and get them That's to join her it's, congregation. It's sick and twisted. Yeah, it is sick and And twisted. you're supposed to be a pillar of the community, the church. You're a black woman and you're supposed to encourage these young black women and you are driving them into the ground. But let's continue because I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting yes, a little you heated. are. You're getting ahead of yourself. Go on, sister. Continue <laughs> that. Go on. So in 1997, Tracy founded Tracy Deliverance Tabernacle Church. And she started off as with 10 members. She, she, and for her church, she handpicked a select few of women that she called her armored bears. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I got is she started charging people because she actually when she was she, when she started that church she was started off as a, as a she was seen as a pastor and she was seen as a prophet mm-hmm. prophetess so she you know when you go to church if you go to church you pay your tithes your little ten percent if you can if you can pay it but if you can't pay it then you know you don't you can give what you can or you don't have to give at all. But, you know, the little 10% tithes, um, then she was charging 25% choir dues, yeah. 25% usher dues, parking, parking fees. fees. Yeah. She was making $10,000 per month doing this. Yeah. Don't forget the ben- <laughs> benevolence offering. And love offering. Yes. But if it's an offering, it shouldn't be obligated. But I yeah. guess people feel... But that's what the deliverance that offering, it, offering they, is. No, you don't have to pay tithes. You don't have to pay... No, that's an act of kindness offering. And so is a tithe. Yes. Which is... She making by... up words and, and categories to <laughs> No, I've make heard this... that before. That's actually a thing. Hey, these people yeah. felt like they You're had right. to pay it. You're right. But her members were required to uh, have... 
now her close members, her followers, the girls that she took in and prayed over and prayed for and that followed her choir, ushers, you know, all that stuff. They were required to have two incomes because you know she's going to get that whole check because one of those checks, they had to give her the whole check. Why? I was like, shit, something's got to be held over the head. She convinced them to move into properties that she had and they had to pay that rent and they had to pay those bills and they were in conditions that was not fit for a person like busted pipes, broken windows. It, it was, it was a mess. And you got people living in there that you supposed to be praying over and taking care of and leading and you taking their checks and they living in a, a rat hole basically. Yeah. And it actually got to the point where her supporters actually needed government assistance to survive. But when she found this out, she had to had them fill out the government assisted forms and she would collect the checks. And by this time, she had already gained 50,000 plus members and started her own, what, radio? Um, you know how to do it on the radio? You can hear the church on the radio. But before that, she would also take their child support. Yep, that was around the same time. With the, yeah. Yep, that was around Food the same stamps, time. And she would take literally everything. Any type of money they would get, they get a job, she would take everything they would get. It even got to the point where some of them were stealing to feed their kids. Mm. That's sad. That's sad. Meanwhile, she was dipped in diamonds and jewelry and even had an Escalade truck, y'all. And you know her uh, outfits and uh, <laughs> hair had to be to the nines, yes. nails and all. Because if you know the first lady at the church got to be decked out, imagine the, the pastor, a female pastor. She got to be decked out too. Mm-hmm. And at this time, she was making up to 25K a month. Could you believe that? Mm. It's crazy. Wasn't mm. there one point where she was making for debt? Yeah, that's later yeah. on. But... There was a uh, a event. Say so there was a situation where because what she was also doing is these girls that had like these problems or you know didn't have much or didn't have a lot of family. She was actually convincing them and brainwashing them to stay away from family members or friends that was going to lead them quote unquote astray when they were just mm-hmm. trying to like guide them as in hey they they taking too much money you don't have to pay you know they're trying to tell them you don't have to do it this way Mm -hmm. and she was like nope they're trying to lead you away from god's word yep and she would use their parents and even their sisters or family members she would say you would lose them if you go against my word Mm -hmm. and it got to the point where one of the members father came into the church demanding his daughter back demanding it got to the point where he actually pulled out a gun and, and said had, to use it and he had family members up in there with him and they yes. actually for they took the girl they, they he took his daughter back mm-hmm. and they actually like said that that she had been like tied up or something like that just yep. so like, they just to just to her. just to let her know hey this is wrong. Like mm-hmm. she can't, you know, but you know, she was too brave. A certain age and they yeah. had to let her go. And she went right back to the church yep. a couple days later, two days later, they said she was back at that church. So 
around this time, you know, scamming is still on her list and the church tithes and offerings wasn't enough. So Tracy got the bright idea. Well, before that, we want to say the Florida piece. Before that, actually, yeah. I want to mention something. This is how severe um, it would go and how dedicated these girls were to her. It was like they thought she was God and she was not God. Mm-hmm. She locked one of the girls on the back porch in the snow, freezing outside for eight hours just to prove how loyal and dedicated she was to God. Now think about that. That's a mental thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to prove how loyal you were to God. It was to prove how loyal you, you were, were to, to her. her. Yeah. Cause if you wasn't, she was going, cause she laid hands on you and not in the, I'm a bless you way. <laughs> in that I'm a, uh, knock you down flight of steps not way. The, uh, I'll anoint you way. <laughs> and that's crazy to me. And yeah. you and know, I- when you, it, it's so easy to say, well, why did they stay? Why did they stay? But you got to remember, they didn't have nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And they were vulnerable, very vulnerable. Like they, some of these girls didn't have family. They were, you know, depending on her for everything. It even got to the point where uh, she would deprive them of food and then call it a fast. Yeah. When you, you know, when you fast, depending on your religion, your religion, um, some religions is doing a certain time of the year, certain mm-hmm. time of the day, and some, you know, and you can go on a fast on your own. It's not going to be like, oh, you got to do it today, right now, blah, blah, blah. And she even said, you don't need that much money for food. You're going to be fasting anyway. Right. What? No, baby, that's starving somebody against their will. <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, she later on went, to say that, you know, they only fasted for one once day. a week. Once a week. Which it seems like this lady was just delusional and wanted yeah. to like not admit anything. Yeah. <laughs> she sells for a spiritual cleanse. Which this do happen, but when I you're demanded to do it and then some of these women did have kids and are you gonna demand their kids to fast? Like Obviously, she didn't care. She didn't care. She was taking their, their um, you're right, their, their welfare paycheck. and their whole food. One hundred percent of it. They wouldn't get not a dime of it. Mm. Um. So Natalie's daughter actually ended up getting a full scholarship to a college in Florida. Yeah. So her and some of the members of the church packed up, went to Florida. The members decided they liked it, so. What did Tracy do? She abandoned her church in Pittsburgh <laughs> and created a new church in was Fort Lauderdale. It was Orlando. It was Orlando, Florida. In Florida, we're just gonna say in Florida. But um, that goes to show you how dedicated she was yeah. to her church that she started. Like I know there are pastors that you know will start another church and start mm-hmm. another church. Yeah. But it's usually like branched, but like for you to just, just up and leave, yeah. that's yeah, that shows you right there. Like and honestly, the one when she left, the ones that stayed up in uh PA, that was a blessing because they escaped her by her leaving. Right, right. So during this time, as I was saying before, Tracy created 
a new way of getting money. Scammer. Scammy. <laughs> Ew, that's so nasty. You said scammy scabs. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say that. I know you, I know you ain't saying but they probably like that. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. She started her travel agency. <laughs> She started her travel agency <laughs> called World Best Traveling. And how she would get <laughs> how she would get reservations is she would get some of her members. Hold up before, she, the, before you explain the how she did this, I need to listen because I'm not gonna lie. I'm so confused. <laughs> I would have been. She would have thrown me out. She was like, "Bitch, you ain't getting it. No, you gotta go." Getting what? How she did this scam? I'm still confused. So, let me sit back and listen to the story. Okay. So this is how she did this. So she created this travel agency, which she said it was for her. It was to get people. It was to help them. Um, it would help them. <laughs> <laughs> It will help them with their conferences, different conferences they had to go to, different speaking engagements. And she was saying it was a whole bunch of confusion when stuff like this happened. So she created a travel agency to make it easier for church uh, personnel and members to travel. They will have this one place to go. Mm-hmm. And it would be easy for them to just go to this travel agency for these conferences and these speaking engagements or whatever. Church-related stuff. So... She would have the members of her church, the ones she was taking care of, because she had a group of girls that she would take care of, and those are the ones we were speaking about earlier, about, you know. But she would tell them, go into this hotel and get a job. One girl was said to go into a Best Western and get a job. While she was there, if you know anything about hotels and anything about agencies, the agencies get the bookings first compared to a person that would just walk into a hotel and they would get their booking right there. So if somebody goes online and puts in a booking for a, a hotel, theirs will already be in the matrix. So what Tracy would do, what she would have her girls go to these hotels, put the people's information and make it seem like her travel agency was getting all these bookings and she would collect the money for them. So she would have her girls stay at, uh, work at, sorry. She would have her girls work at places like the Ramada, the holiday Inn, the Radisson. And she was said to have made up to $410,000 from various hotels. Of course, what did Tracy do with the money? Was that around the time where she was making $40,000 a month? She was making that before she left to to go to Florida. Mm. Yeah. Greedy, 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 greedy. So if you were thinking, what was Tracy doing with all this money? Well, y'all, she was going on cruises, buying clothes, and according to Judge Mathis, she had wigs well into the $2,000 range. I didn't even know wigs could be that much money. 
Oh yeah, honey. Cause you know I love me a good wig. Mm-hmm. She said she would have weaves that will be up to two thousand dollars. At this time, her daughter was having trouble with heart failure. Yeah, and went to move with the father. <laughs> Sorry, my daughter playing in the background. <laughs> Sorry if you can hear my niece. She's in the back. Playing with her game. But, um, so they went eight years undetected of them playing this hotel game, y'all. And during this time, so these girls were forced to work at these different hotels, some of them not getting any sleep or very little sleep. And one girl said she was so tired that she purposely left her computer up so that a staff would see it. And the next day when she came in, she was pulled into HR where they uncovered that they uncovered that at the time, $72,000 was being stolen from this one hotel. And this was the, uh, this was the Best Western Hotel. So this was the first one. Before that happened, um, one of the girls, the one... Where they found that, like, hey, do you know this, this fraud is going on? Right. Uh, Tracy had worked her so hard. She was working in the morning. She was working at night. She got so sleep deprived where she was ready to end her life. And she was about to, you know, jump off one yeah, of the hotels. The, yep, that's the girl that said she barely got any sleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, her friend had actually stopped her. And she, you know, said if she had... It wasn't even... It was her friend... Her friend came. She said her friend came down from heaven. Her friend came down from. She heaven. said her friend came down from heaven. Girl, there was another girl in no, the. No, she. They showed it. If you saw it, the spirit came down. That she said her friend came. She was about to jump, and she saw her friend there. She said her friend. She said her friend said, "Where am I at? God led me this way. God told me to come this way. I was going another way." And he told me that she was about to kill herself. So right after she had called and let her know, like Tracy know what, like what happened, but she's about to end her life. She told her, Oh, um, well continue to, um, make these reservations and, and give God another chance. So you're just telling her, I don't care. Make the reservations. Give me my money. Basically that's messed up. Anyway, yeah, that is messed up. Whoa, change value nobody's life. Of course, um, the girl Amanda, she actually got pulled into the office of HR where they found that she was it stole up to seventy two thousand dollars. Seventy two thousand dollars was missing from their account, and Amanda decided, "I'm telling everything. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of Tracy. I'm tired of being." you know, forced to work here. So, Tracy got wind of this. It was said that she owed over $2 million from various Mm -hmm. hotels in Florida. And at this time, she went on the run. She started changing her name. She got P.O. boxes, different P.O. boxes and stuff. And 
Well, <laughs> at the, you know, the FBI got one of it. The FBI got one of it. And the FBI found out that Tracy was traveling and they actually stopped her at Dallas Fort Worth Airport and arrested her. That was in 2015. Yeah. And she was 56 years old. Mm-hmm. She was charged with three counts of wire fraud, mm-hmm. one count of labor trafficking. Mm-hmm. And she pled not guilty on the basis of religious freedom. Delusional. So she actually <laughs> felt entitled to steal people's money based on religion. Oh, my gosh. Now, she never took the stand at her own trial. And because of that, and not even because of that, she was sentenced to 12 years in federal prison, y'all, in West Virginia. And what she ended up getting charged for was labor fraud. Because, you know, she had these girls working at all these hotels. So that's fraud. Trafficking, because that was also a form of trafficking. And also wire fraud she ended up getting. Yeah, but also I I do want to add that like as she's you know doing her or well while she was in court, like they actually had to show Tamika a real picture of her mom. Yeah, just to be like, this is not your mother. This is your mother. Yeah, and she said from there on she was just like you know this is what it is, and she actually contacted Tamika from prison saying. I need you to send me $400. And she stood up to her and was like, no, I'm not sending this. I'm done. I'm not doing this no more. So there will sit Miss Tracy in the, what is it called? Alderson, West Virginia prison. Mm -hmm. Um, But the crazy thing is some of her church members are still saying that, no, she's an innocent woman. They over there giving her, um, sending her commissary. Like she got a lot of money on commissary. She still has followers. She has that's crazy. She said to have up to $38,000. Mm-hmm. Not just commissary money. She upset up to have $38,000 in commissary. That is wild. That's wild to me. Like, <laughs> that's wild. Mm-hmm. They, like, y'all know what she was doing to these young girls. That's mental abuse. Like, that yeah, is manipulation. Crazy. You would, like, Mm-hmm. You're supposed to use the church, and I know there's a lot of people that's in the church that use it for wrong, but come on now, like these girls really need you, and you took advantage of them. Mm-hmm. And you only getting 12 years? Yeah, taking their money, mm. taking anything they had, you would take it, and they felt like they were dependent upon you, and they didn't have anything if it wasn't. For you. Like, she made it to the point where they would need her. hmm For everything. And they felt like they wasn't worth nothing. Taking food stamps, child support, welfare. Like, you had... You... The girl was about to end her life, and you just told her to go back to work. Like... That was... I don't want to say nothing, because I don't... But still... <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Yeah, this was a rough one. Ooh. I'm disgusted, y'all. It's crazy. I, oh, sorry. I don't need... I'm covering this up. Are y'all disgusted? <laughs> I am. Some appalled, disgusted. I thought it was going to be like, oh, some tithes, 
you know, a little extra money. Sometimes. I'm I'm stealing money from the church. I I ain't know what's going as far as brainwashing. We gotta do better. And this is uh you had us at fraud. <laughs> Tell us what you think. I'm I don't know how I'm gonna sleep tonight, Kim. I'm gonna sleep like a baby because I'm tired as hell. <laughs> That's how I felt. But now that we've talked about this, I'm just now gonna sit there up. like you riled up. Now. I'm ready to. I'm ready to argue somebody down. I'm done. I'm ready to call her and argue her down. You can like, call no, her. She probably answered, but she probably going had to, to give her some money. That you did this and that you're wrong. You're going to acknowledge it. You're going to make an apology. You're going to write some letters. <laughs> reality from fantasy. Fantasy from reality. She knows she did it. She just ain't never going to admit it. Yeah. You can tell. Still to this day, she's not admitting her crime. She still blames them. She says there's the, they were pulling scams at the hotel by themselves. And she's kind of telling herself, because how would you know? If they were pulling scams at the hotels, how would you know? Mm-hmm. How would you know, Miss Ma'am? That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, hit us up on. You had me at fraud, and you can follow us on TikTok and, and Instagram. And don't do that. Okay. <laughs> and please send your listener tales to you had me at fraud at gmail dot com. And we don't have any listener tales this week, but please send us in some list. Like if you ever got scammed or you ever scammed somebody. Anonymously, anonymously. Yes, we will feature it anonymously. We won't include any names. We'll just read it off what it is. We will read it anonymously on at the end of our episode. And then we'll delete it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we delete them. <laughs> and then we'll delete it from trash as well. Yes. We got y'all back. <laughs> and it can still be Trace, Kyra. Just you stop let me live my life. Good night, y'all. We'll Good see night. you next week. We'll we most see you next week. Definitely we'll see you next week. What's yeah. next week? We will definitely see them next week because we're not skipping another week. That was not Vacations my fault. is over. We going on a vacation, but that's not going to be when we do our podcast. That's nobody's business. That's nobody's business. Kyra. She won't let me live my life today, y'all. We love y'all. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. So guys, we know here at You Had Me at Fraud that our case today involved abuse and also suicide. So we wanted to make some information readily available to our listeners. Um, If you're experiencing any type of crisis, you can always text BRAVE to 741-741. And if you're experiencing suicide, You can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Also, we're definitely going to put the information for, because we have a lot of international listeners as well. We're going to put that information for numbers and places they can call in the description. And we hope you guys have a good day. And... We'll see you next week. Bye.